From the first book of Kings this morning, we hear about a very special visit. Who comes to visit King Solomon? Anyone? The queen of Sheba. The queen of Sheba comes from far away, from southern Arabia, all the way to the kingdom of Israel. She has heard about King Solomon's amazing kingdom, and she wants to see it for herself. And is she impressed? Oh yeah, she's beyond impressed. She is amazed. She says, they told me a bunch of stuff about you, but it was, it was only half of what I've seen here. And she's most impressed at Solomon's what? Begins with a W. Solomon's wisdom. He is a wise king. His knowledge, his perception, his understanding, it's almost godly. Why does Solomon have so much wisdom? Think about that for a second. Just think about that. Something happened in the Bible earlier. Why does Solomon have all this wisdom? Does anybody remember? Because he asked for it. God came to him in a dream and said, Solomon, ask me of something you want to have. What do you wish? And Solomon didn't ask for money or fame or a strong army. He asked for wisdom so that he could take care of his kingdom, take care of his people. And God was pleased with that request. He asked for wisdom and he got it. In the New Testament, St. James, in the letter of St. James, he says, if anyone's is lacking wisdom, he should ask God for wisdom, and wisdom will be given to him. So even in the New Testament as well, the scriptures tell us that if we want wisdom, we should ask God for it, and God will give it to us. God wants all of us to be wise. And being wise doesn't necessarily mean you get straight A's. Someone can be very, very wise, and not be like the best student. Because that's a different kind of knowledge. Wisdom is really seeing as God sees, knowing what's important, being able to experience life deeply. Doesn't always necessarily mean you get the best grade or straight A's. That's, that's great, that helps. But it's not the same thing. Everyone can ask for wisdom and receive it from God. Now the important thing that I want to share with you today is that, first of all, we should ask wisdom from God and he will give it to us. And secondly, that the gifts that God gives us, we need to protect. God gives us all kinds of gifts. We need to protect them. We have in this church the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Jesus' body and blood, his real presence with us. We have the Eucharist in the tabernacle under lock and key because he's so valuable. And we want to make sure that if someone who is wicked, breaks into our church, they can't get the Eucharist and do something bad with it. We protect things that are important, gifts from God. Your parents protect you when your parents have you in the car. When you're little, they put you in a car seat. When you're bigger, they make sure you have your seatbelt on. They tell you when you're older how to drive carefully, drive safely when when you get your permit and your license, because you're important. Your parents protect you. They put things around you that keep you safe, like a seatbelt, and like a curfew, and like rules. And when God gives us the gift of wisdom, we should also protect that gift. 
because Solomon didn't protect the gift. Solomon was wise beyond all other kings and queens. He was so wise, he was so gifted, but he forgot to protect the gift. We read later in the Bible that Solomon, his kingdom began to split into two because of his sins and because of giving into false gods, worshiping things that are not the living God, things that were less. He began to actually lose that wisdom that was given to him. So how do we protect the wisdom that God gives us? How do we make sure that we don't fall into the same trap that Solomon did? That even though he was so wise, he didn't protect that valuable gift. The way that we protect the gifts that God gives us in our own lives is to live lives of virtue. Lives of virtue. Who's heard the word virtue before? Who's heard of that word, virtue? To live a virtuous life. Virtue is the firm habit of choosing the good. Virtue is the firm habit of choosing the good. Say it with me. Virtue is the firm habit of choosing the good. One more time. The firm habit of choosing the good. Virtue is something that you have to work at. It's like building up your muscles, going to the gym, training training to lift heavier weights. Virtue is something that every day we practice. The virtues of courage, of justice, of prudence, of temperance. Temperance is like, there's a whole bag of Oreos on the countertop, and mom's not looking. I'd love to eat like 10 Oreos. But that wouldn't be very temperate. That would be intemperate. I probably shouldn't do that. And you say no to that, and you say yes to having just one cookie. That's a good thing. And the more and more you do that, you choose what's good, even when it might be hard, you're building up virtue. You're becoming temperate, you're becoming just, you're becoming prudent, you're becoming honest, you're becoming faithful, you're becoming kind. And when we build up those firm habits to choose the good, That protects our lives from losing the gifts that God gives us. Like the gift of wisdom, the gift of faith, the gift of our friends, the gift of the grace of God we receive from this altar. All of us are called to receive wisdom from God, along with his many other gifts. But don't fall into the trap of Solomon. Don't forget to build up virtue in your life, to constantly, day by day, choose what's good, to make a firm habit of choosing the good, so that when temptation comes, and when darkness comes, and when sin is at your door, you have the strength to say no to it, and to keep your wisdom. And wisdom, of all the spiritual gifts, is the greatest gift of God. I pray that all of us today would be wise, even wiser than Solomon, and that all of us would protect that wisdom by being people of virtue.